When you're acting as your doodle's teacher during training, do you know their learning style? Take our exclusive fun and free quiz to find out at thedoodlepro.com slash learning and make training more fun and successful. In today's bonus episode of the Doodle Pro podcast, we're going to celebrate and learn more about the other most popular doodle mix, Labradoodles. Did you know that there are several different categories of Labradoodles? Even a descendant, which isn't called a Labradoodle at all, and doesn't want to be. For this episode, I pulled hundreds of Labradoodle families on why they selected their dog's mix, and will share some of their stories with you today. Doodle breed dogs are easy to love, but can be challenging to parent. I'm doodle expert Corinne Gearhart, also known as the Doodle Pro, and I'm here to help doodle parents have a more fulfilling and rewarding experience with their doodles. No one has professionally worked with as many different doodle breeds or has more experience with doodles than I have, and I love to share my expertise in a fun, compassionate, and non-judgmental way. From my years of work and education in the pet care and dog training industry, I have an incredible network of skilled training, grooming, and veterinary professionals to share their knowledge with you and give you the doodle-specific answers you're looking for. I hope you enjoy today's episode as I help you parent your doodle like a pro. Jacqueline S. shared... I chose mine as my dream dog. Low shedding, great temperament, funny, fluffy, cute, intelligent. The list just goes on. I love my girl so much. I feel very lucky to have her in my life. The origin of Labradoodles is in Australia, which can confuse some people. They can be mixed up with Aussie Doodles with a similar name, but Aussie Doodles are a cross between Australian Shepherds and Poodles. A very different dog indeed. Linda W. shared, We got Ripley by chance during the pandemic. She was the first doodle available. We didn't even know what an Australian Labradoodle was. We kept telling people she was an Aussie doodle. Genetics do matter, which is why people are crossing breeds to gain the genetic features of the doodle mix they want like intelligence, non-shedding, gregarious, friendly, etc. To hear more about this and what desirable and less desirable traits poodles bring, listen to last week's episode number 12. To hear how the size and color of the poodle mixed into your doodle can bring some surprising traits beyond low shedding. There's just too much rich history and information about Labradoodles to have time to review the poodle side of things today. If you've ever tried to research Labradoodles, you probably got overwhelmed. The number of Labradoodle names like the UK Labradoodle, Australian Service Dog, Mini Labradoodle, Australian Labradoodle, or even the separate breed with similar lineage, the Cobber Dog. The number of breed associations formed, divided, and disbanded since their start in the 1980s is enough to make any dog lover's head spin. Let's dive into the most common that you'll find. The typical Labradoodles are sometimes also called UK Labradoodles. These are traditionally bred with a combination of only poodle and Labrador retrievers. It can be done with a toy or miniature poodle to get a mini Labradoodle. You can have multiple generations, which could have a higher percentage of poodle, which is more common, or a higher percentage of the Labrador, which is less common. 
In a later episode, we'll discuss how to better understand generation or percentage labels like F1, F2BB, etc. It can be pretty confusing. Labradoodles first came on the scene in Australia with Wally Conran in 1989. He complained that the standard poodles he tried to train to be guide dogs for families with allergies were not suited to be guide dogs. I find that a bit odd, as poodles commonly serve as service dogs today. So he combined the Labrador with standard poodles and began the first planned program of this mix. But people in need of his guide dogs didn't want them because they were referred to as mutts or mongrels, less quality than purebreds. So he held a press conference, started using the term Labradoodle. He said he designed a new dog. And it took off from there. Janet T. shared, I have been diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer. And I chose the Labradoodle as an emotional comfort dog who helps keep my mind off of my non-curable disease with all of her antics. My thoughts are with you, Janet, and I am so glad that your Labradoodle is by your side and able to provide you comfort during this difficult time. Labradoodles are very common today. Like other doodles, there's no breed standard and the mixes, sizes, coat types, and temperament can vary. Paula M. made me laugh when she shared, The conflict of Labrador and Poodle is class and gives us regular laughs. Dead chilled, but a real hyper greyhound. Well behaved and dead naughty in the same breath. Sweet, caring, kind, or dead arrogant, depending on who she's dealing with. In the 1980s, there was an attempt to better the Labradoodle by adding in the Cocker Spaniel. This version is called the Australian Labradoodle, or ALD for short. Shallon C. shared, I wanted predictability to know what I would get. As an adult dog and because the ALD has been selectively bred for decades, I had confidence taking on a puppy of a breed I'd never had before. The breeder we had found through the ALAA site is remarkable communicative and open and helpful and completely dedicated to producing spectacular dogs. She's a breeder who does temperament testing and matches pups to families, and she gave us a dog who feels like she was custom made for us. Our dog, Naya, has far and away exceeded every idea I had about the ALD. At 11 months, she's passed five AKC tests, including the CGC and the CGC Advanced, and we're getting up to start therapy dog visits after her first birthday at the end of this month. She's been a thrill to train, is laid back, quiet, calm, affectionate, engaged, really just a dream dog all the way around. Genetic testing has found that Australian Labradoodles have up to 22 different breeds, mixing with the primary breeds that have been used to create the Australian Labradoodle include Labradors, Poodles, English Cocker Spaniels, American Cocker Spaniels, Curly Coated Retrievers, and Irish Water Spaniels. An Australian Labradoodle is likely to have a more consistent size and coat than other Labradoodles. With the cocker texture added and their longer lines, you're also more likely to get a wavy coat that still doesn't shed. More modern lines of the Australian Labradoodle carries only the DNA of the Labrador, Poodle, and Cocker Spaniel, either the English or the American Cocker. This can be achieved by crossing two Australian Labradoodles, 
a poodle Australian Labradoodle cross, a cockapoo to a lab, a Labradoodle cross with a cocker spaniel, etc. All result in these three breed combinations. After five generations of non-shedding Australian Labradoodles crossed with other non-shedding Australian Labradoodles, you officially have a multi-generational Australian Labradoodle. Try to say all that five times straight. The Australian Labradoodle Association of America was established in 2004 and is working on creating a firmer breed standard so that when you get an Australian Labradoodle, you know what you're getting. Kathy C. shared, I have an Australian Labradoodle. Did a lot of research before we got him. He is the most loyal dog I've ever owned. I was diagnosed with breast cancer two years ago. A long and difficult journey. Oliver knew I was sick. He never left my side. He would sleep right next to me at night. Just so intuitive to what was going on with me. I'm now in remission and he's still my constant. I love this dog beyond words. What a precious story, Kathy, and I'm so happy to hear of your remission. Sarah N. said she chose Australian Labradoodles because they are gentle, calm, loving, clever, people-oriented dogs with the bonus of their beautifully silk-soft non-shedding coats. Much more predictable in temperament, coat type, and size than a first-crossed Labradoodle. My ALD girls are wonderful dogs, my shadows, and so easy to live with. Can't ever imagine not having an ALD or two in our home. Dana M. explained, My first dog was a Cocker Spaniel. I knew when I lost him, I could never replace him with a new Cocker. So when I found out about the ALD breed and learned it was a combo of all of my favorite breeds, which included Cocker, I couldn't pass it up was the best choice I ever made. I'll never own a different breed again. My ALD may or may not fit all the stereotypes. She's brilliantly naughty and may have some Dennis the Menace in her blood, but the entertainment is endless. The amounts of Labradoodle organizations and associations developed and disbanded is quite overwhelming and could be a whole series of episodes in itself. And again, that's just since the 1980s. People are very passionate about their Labradoodles and trying to preserve the original purpose of the breed as service and therapy animals. Some of those feel like the mix went off the rails without a standard, including Wally himself. After the Australian Labradoodle started with the Cocker Spaniel infusion, the Irish soft-coated Wheaton was infused into some Labradoodle lines in 2004. This was done to avoid the chronic ear infections many Doodle families are familiar with and to create a stockier build. Beverly Rutland Manners claims to be the mastermind behind that cross and what would later be called the Australian Cobber Dog. Her website states, not many people know this, but when I submitted the developing pure breed for acknowledgement by the Master Dog Breeders and Associates, MTBA, in 2011, it was under the name Australian Labradoodle. The MTBA advised me that the name has such a stigma attached to it, it would never be accepted by any all-breeds pure dog registry in the world, including the MTBA but they also said that my very lengthy submission and meticulous records would be accepted if I came up with a different name. 
Beverly explained that cobber is a colloquial term for buddy or friend in Australia. So she changed the name to Australian Cobber Dog. Like many breeds in history that have become distinctly different from their original heritage, Cobber Dog loyalists argue their breed is not an oodle or doodle mix at all. In fact, they are the first poodle mix to have their own DNA sequence stud registry, and breed standard to be formally recognized as a breed in development in modern times. Copper dogs are bred to be more therapy-focused with a tendency to hold eye contact and be in tune with their owner's emotions. They have a fleecier coat and are often called a dog with human eyes. When I pulled copper dog families, I was struck by the passionate resistance to being lumped in with doodles. Owners wanted to push back on the common saying that their cobber dogs were Australian Labradoodles, but special. Cheryl V. shared her stance saying, Cobber dogs are not doodle dogs. They are a breed in their own right. Alana C. stated, I feel like if you're going to mention the cobber dog, that it needs to be done by distinguishing them as a breed in their own right and not under the doodle banner. Breeders and owners alike have tried and continue to try to ensure that people understand the difference. They are not an oodle crossbreed, as they have more than two breeds in their development, but now resemble none of them. The only similarity now is that they share the same genetic furnishings, giving them that similar teddy bear book as oodle crossbreeds. I own two cobber dogs and one labradoodle, and while they're all lovely dogs in their own right, there is a clear difference between them, but a strong similarity between the cobber dogs. I admire what you're trying to do, but I ask if you would like to add them to your episode Please distinguish them as a recognized breed in development and a better alternative if people are looking for a breed that is recognized by a governing body, the MDBA, and looking for consistency within the breed. Cobber dog fans often point to their breed as different from Labradoodles as they feel the Cocker Spaniel infusion and less strict breeding programs have created a more uneven temperament compared to Cobber dogs. Lisa T. further explained. I picked the Cobber Dog as it is not an Oodle. The Cobber Dog is a breed in development. The Cobber Dog has its own DNA sequence and breed standard. You have to be a registered breeder with the MDBA. Otherwise, you have no right to call the dog you have bred a Cobber Dog. And it's probably an Oodle bred to whatever standards. The Cobber Dog has also been infused with different dogs and is not just a poodle and another dog put together to get whatever. She continued, Unfortunately for the oodle breed, there has been and will be abused animals due to the dogs being puppy farmed. Not so with the cobber dog. Lastly, if you're a dog lover, you should really stay away from oodles unless you're 100% sure that the person who bred your dog is not a backyard breeder, overbreeding to make money and turn out dogs with health issues as they've never been tested for genetic conditions. The last point is a big reason why I got a cobber dog. Finally, Jim G. shared, We wanted a gentle small dog with a sweet disposition. Sammy was a perfect fit. Everyone in the U.S. thinks she's a Labradoodle. We try to explain the difference, primary of which she has all the traits the breed is supposed to have, and none of the bad traits found in improperly bred doodles. Many dogs do have very little in common with the lines they started from, and Cobber Dog loyalists say that's the case with their dogs. 
You'll find Labradoodles and Australian Labradoodles as the most common right now, but Cobber Dog breeders do say they're going for quality over quantity. I can share I've worked with hundreds of Labradoodle and Australian Labradoodles in the U.S., and I've worked with one Cobber Dog. His mom described her sweet boy Teddy as something like, he's like a Labradoodle. It's hard to explain. He does have the most human eyes, though. You can find pictures of Teddy, the cobber dog who I work with almost weekly, and many of the Labradoodles and Australian Labradoodles shared in this podcast episode in our show notes. Next week's bonus episode will feature my very own Nestle's mix, Calvapoos. His mix is near and dear to my heart, but I'll try to be objective. Do you want to parent your doodle on the next level with exclusive access to me, the Doodle Pro, world-renowned training, behavior, and vet experts, and doodle-specific training modules? Sign up for the Doodle Pro Society waitlist to be the first to hear when doors open to our private membership. Visit thedoodlepro.com slash waitlist to make sure you don't miss out. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Doodle Pro Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And I invite you to follow me on Instagram at the Doodle Pro for behind the scenes peeks at all of the adorable doodles I work with daily.